This is Radio Daybreak. It's a podcast that comes out semi-regularly and brings you news and interviews with some of the coolest people in our community. Now listen, if there's a party going on anywhere in Daybreak, there's a pretty good chance that the man behind the music is a guy who goes by the name of Richie T. Richie T. Stedman, if you want to get formal, and Richie generally bristles at ever getting too formal, but he certainly is a very active guy. Now, in addition to providing the best musical foreground and background for Live Daybreak events, Richie also is the host and producer of a long-running podcast called The Cultural Hall. He's in high demand at weddings and other events outside of Daybreak. He stars in many local theater productions, and he's a co-host on a nationally syndicated radio show, The Lisa Show, on Sirius XM's satellite radio. Now, I was able to get Richie to slow down for just a few minutes to talk with us here at Radio Daybreak. Here at Radio Daybreak, we've got somebody in with us now ready to talk radio who is arguably the best DJ in Utah. Is that what it is? The, the best DJ in Utah? Or is it the best DJ in the universe? I can't remember well, which one. Well, listen, I, I I didn't buy the universe domain. Oh. I did buy the best DJ in Utah domain, okay. but uh, that that is very kind. Well, Thank no, you. It's, no, that's, it's exciting to be uh, here. First of all, when I first heard that, I thought, by the way, let's tell you who we're talking about here. If you didn't already know, Richie T. Richie T. Stedman uh, is a DJ through and through in about every way you can be a DJ. And uh, one of those ways is I remember hearing that when I first heard the best DJ in Utah. I thought, wow, that's really cool that he won that award. <laughs> you can buy anything, Tur- right? Turns out. <laughs> yeah. Turns out you can just buy any domain that you there want you online. Yeah. It, it's it's funny. Um, so people within the DJ industry, whether that be like radio DJs or like mobile DJs, like wedding and event DJs, um, most of those people don't like that I have purchased that domain. Really? Everyone else? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of posturing as far as that goes. Uh, uh, but everyone else goes, the big oh, babies. Yeah. Everyone else says, oh, that's really clever. Yeah, that's smart. That's memorable. Oh, Good I, job. I know it. So. I know it. So. I'm never going to DJ for other DJs, so I figure, yeah. you know what, it's probably not a bad place that, to be that's in. That's a safe bet. Now, the reason we are talking to the best DJ in Utah, to Richie T, is, well, first of all, he's he's an incredibly interesting guy just to get to know, and we want to do that here. But uh, on top of all that, Richie is the guy that we get for music here in Daybreak, for events, uh, just any kind of DJ type thing that, that you need. Richie's the guy. I think it's I think it's officially unofficially official okay. that I am the uh, the DJ of Daybreak. Yeah. Now I know there are other folks, and they bring in, you know, you guys have all sorts of people there. But if you're going to any of the events there on Soda Row, uh, any of the like father daughter mother son, you're you're putting a pumpkin in the lake there. Mm-hmm. I am there <laughs> playing music and and calling people out and just having a good time. And, and you know the thing that is so great and goes so well with Daybreak is. You honestly really do have a great time doing it. It's not just a job where you go, okay, I got to put in my time, and okay, I wish I were done. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I, I would have quit a long time ago <laughs> if it was just a job because, like, some of those mornings for the pumpkin regatta yeah. uh, there at the lake are real cold. Or <laughs> yeah. you know, some some of those late nights as we have, you know, like the father daughter dance. Like some of those times, those are those are nights where I go, you know, I could be with my family, yeah. but I think, man, I just love being able to bring joy and bring other families together. And my wife, well, she needs a break occasionally too. So get out of the house, she, Richie. She, I'm tired yeah, of you, man. Get yeah, out so of here. She, 
she says, go on, go make someone else happy for a minute. I want to share you. Go there on. There you go. Okay, we're going to back up a bit. And first of all, just talk a little bit about this man, along with being the best DJ in Utah, is probably the busiest DJ in Utah. Let's talk about... Richie T and some of the things, most of these things you are still doing, but so the, the things you've done past, present, even future. Uh, you, how'd you first get into radio? Well, uh, as it turns out, uh, two sort of ways. Um, one, when I was probably 10 or 11 on K-Bear, the old radio station in, in Salt Lake, they used to have uh, Dr. Demento at night. Great, which great if, songs. If, yeah. If, peop- if people don't know, that's where Weird Al got his start. Sure. There's Frank Zappa songs, and, yeah. you know, it's just your it's your parody songs, it's your funny songs, and, and I remember that I used to uh, stay up late. It was on Sunday night, and it didn't start till like, 11 or 12 o'clock at night, and I had my dual cassette. Ah, Kids, nice. look it up. Dual cassette, and, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I would, uh, I would record all of the program, and then I would record the commercials out of it, and then I would bring those tapes of songs to school on the play playground and play them and and we didn't understand most of the jokes that were within those things but we knew that there was you know there's sort of the pause for the joke or the setup for the joke and and i remember thinking oh man this is kind of cool so that was sort of first introduction okay um the second introduction that i had was when i was on my religiously affiliated vacation Mm -hmm. uh for a couple years years. i uh there was a gentleman who i couldn't seem to get rid of to save my life he and i got along really well and he was like you know I, I think I'm going into radio when I get back, and at that point, I was sort of that meandering 20-year-old who didn't know. When I went back to college at Southern Utah University, they had a radio program, and I thought, well, I liked that guy well enough. Maybe I'd like radio, and then have been hooked ever since. There you go. That, that got you into radio. Southern Utah, down with the Thunderbirds there, you, that got you going on radio. But you found your way, ultimately, to Salt Lake City, and... A, a top-rated show known as Radio from Hell. Can we can we talk about the competition, or do we not mention names? Oh yeah, no, we absolutely we absolutely can. Yeah. So when when it was to the point that uh, I was getting out of college, and it, and there was some discussion as to how I was going to get out when I did, I uh, I I had hit up the folks at X ninety six. I had interned there a couple of Christmases uh, preceding my graduation, and I said, hey, I'd like to work here if I'm going to work at a radio. Station, in Salt Lake, which I had some college debt and some other things, I thought, you know what, I should stay home, live at home, and work at this place. And so I sort of picked them and then just kept showing up until they decided, (laughs) oh, you know what, we probably should pay him because he's doing a lot of things that we don't want to do, and if he leaves, someone else is going to have to do them. Classic story of how to get a job in radio. you got to be in radio to get a job in radio, right? Yep, yep. (laughs) So you started on that show, and you became a regular character on the morning show there right yeah it was uh at first it was just sort of behind the scenes i was doing like data entry for their membership card kind of thing and then i would help find stories and then uh, because i'm a member of the lds church they often would talk about stories about the lds church and that was where i got my first introduction to come in is i could say well i i think that you might have your facts wrong a little bit or <laughs> you were the you, you were know, the token uh, guy that could explain that then right yeah they would bring me in and say well you know what do you think about this and then i'd be able to share it and then it was a natural fit when one of them were gone to be able to fill in and then had other opportunities to host you know midday shows and and shows on other stations but that's where it really all started cool. 
Now, you know, Richie, you've been involved in radio, you know, like you were saying, right, from the start, Cedar City, SU, no, it's changed its name a few times. Southern Utah. Well, it was once upon a time uh, Branch Agricultural College. Branch Agricultural. Uh, Well, you attended Branch (laughs) Agricultural College, Richie, and did the farm report. That was uh, (laughs) the Farmer's (laughs) Almanac on this day. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been all sorts of but, things. Uh, Southern Utah State College, yeah. but the whole time I was there, it was always Southern, Southern Utah, Utah University. University. Anyway, being in radio this long, um, it's kind of cool where you actually are in radio right now too. I understand that you are part of a morning show on a nationally syndicated radio show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. It's called the Lisa Show, and now are you uh, Lisa? As you You're mentioned. Not Lisa. No, I, I, I am okay. not Lisa. I am the <laughs> you're part the, you're of the, the Lisa show. The Lisa show. There's the, and there's Lisa, and then there's, there's show. always got to be a the. It's a couple hours in the morning. Uh, I guess you know technically where you can get it in podcast and you can get it on demand is anything ever live anymore. But if people wanted to listen, it's uh, six to ten a.m. Mountain Time on Sirius XM channel one forty three. Or if you live in the uh, you know. Daybreak Which, area, yeah, for example, you could you could catch it one oh seven point nine FM, and uh, we talk about we talk about everything. We talk about your kids. We talk about the importance of community. We talk about connection. We talk about better sleep, better eating, um, odd things in the world, weird collections, uh, and we have a lot of fun doing it. People would probably most recognize Lisa from either the film Once I Was a Beehive, uh, or Probably even more so, and you wouldn't even know it, uh, the Chatbooks internet commercial oh, yeah. that came out a few oh, years yeah. back. Uh, sh- she's very charming. Everyone, you know, whenever we're out in public together, people will be like, oh, Chatbooks lady, <laughs> or, you know, from whatever movie Le- or project that Lisa she's been Valentine in. Lisa Valentine Clark. That's that's the Lisa, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the yeah. Lisa. Now, she is just Lisa Valentine Clark. I am still the the in that the, equation. Don't, don't okay, discount no, no, no. me the and the. And I think that's what Richie... T stands for is the Richie the yeah, Stedman. The T stands for the. <laughs> <laughs> it works out phenomenally that Excellent. way. Yeah, but we have a lot of fun. It's family friendly. It's uh, informative. It's also entertaining, and there is some inspiration too. Uh, certainly, the last year has taught us that sometimes we need to be lifted up in addition to lifting others up, and and it's something that I've been really proud to be able to do. Uh, not only as it has kind of furthered my career, but also to know, hey, this is you know national and i think for all intents and purposes because it's satellite technically international yeah. i don't know that might be wading into waters i shouldn't be why going not? to why not but cool yeah, nonetheless it's cool then uh, along with that you you being very busy in radio on its own you also how when did you start the djing like uh, playing dances and, and events and things like that did that go simultaneously not exactly simultaneously yeah. so um, one of my college roommates he had sort of gotten into it and i thought oh that's fun uh good for him you know that's <laughs> sort of the path that he's chosen yeah. but um there was someone right around probably fourth of july in 2009 who said hey i'm getting married on new year's eve and i want you to dj my wedding and i said djing weddings is, is not the same as being a radio dj see there's different components and this is what and they said oh you're just being humble come and do the the, the you know this wedding and i said i i mean i've never really done this and they're like oh come on because they just thought i was being yeah, just, stubborn yeah. 
Humble. Or didn't want to do it. Humble, whatever the thing would be. And so I said, okay, fine. Here's the deal. If you pay me, and in my mind, I made up the most insane amount of money that someone would ever pay someone to do something like that. I said, if you pay me this much money, I will DJ your wedding. And I told them the amount, and they said, done. And they paid the deposit, and I said, oh, I, I guess I have a couple of months to learn how to do this thing. <laughs> and that was, that was very honestly my very first gig. And once I did that, was able to be with people on their, you know, arguably most important day yeah. i just i just was hooked being able to bring joy being able to have fun and and people that go to weddings people that go to parties they are just looking to have a good time and i and i'm the same absolutely now by the by the time you were doing that uh, see i remember when when i was a, a radio dj and trying to do these kinds of dances and things it meant getting equipment yeah but then you had to find albums like vinyl and <laughs> i'm tapes, sorry what are these right? things i've never i've never what are these things it's like the, a ton of this <laughs> how you get your music was a real problem you know but now mm -hmm. it's so great with computers and files and all that you can instantly call up just about any song that uh, that people want right absolutely i mean that's one of the greatest in inventions of the last 20 oh, years for sure some would argue that that's the downfall of music and performance but it's amazing for being able to say you know my grandpa used to play this song when i was a kid is there any chance that you can find it and you just google it or youtube search it or you know put it into your apple music or whatever and then boom you're able to play it now th that's I, th I think that's a great tie-in with why it's so great to have you here at Daybreak and our events is no matter what the event, you can kind of custom build a playlist for us and you're ready to tie in to the spirit of that event. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Is the, I mean, am I guessing right on that that you have, do you do some preparation on that and uh, kind of say, okay, what kind of songs will fit with pumpkins? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah Halloween yeah. is is one that I uh, that I really like with Trick or Treat sure. Street. Uh, I mean, being able to play some of those Halloween songs because you can't play very often outside of the Halloween season, like you know, Thriller or Well Werewolves in London. Right? right. Those are those are two great songs in their own right. But if you're playing, you know, Thriller on Valentine's Day, people kind of give you that look where it's like, does he know? Is this what's going on with that <laughs> what guy? What kind of a Valentine so, guy is this guy anyway? Yeah. So so I love events like that, but sometimes even more on the nose, you know, Daybreak does the Raise the Woof, which is all about bringing your pet and dressing it up and, you know, just having a great time in the park there. And to be able to do, you know, songs like Who Let the Dogs Out and, and some of that stuff, it, it's small details, but important ones as you're trying, trying to correct craft a um a particular mood or let people know hey i put thought into what i'm doing here for you today and now let me give you this offering and and when those things pay off man it it's worth every minute that it took to prepare for that event well don't you think that now we're going to get all philosophical richie sure sure that we human beings have no matter what you know race or gender or, or differences or political party or whatever we all have certain things that what that are harmonic for us or that uh, kind of resonate and and bring us together and music is a huge part of that 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 you can get in a room and and you know for for my generation saying okay what's your favorite rock band you know or, or something like that at, and right mm -hmm. away you start if you find ways you can bond that uh, many many other things can't do don't you think that that doesn't music really kind of bring people together 
Absolutely. I mean, and I see that in weddings, especially if you have uh, cross-cultural weddings, right? A Hispanic family and a Greek family, and you play something that's neither Hispanic nor Greek, and everyone's out on the dance floor because it's a great song, because the rhythm makes them move, or not even so drastic as like a cross-cultural thing, you have a group of people that, I mean, on any given wedding day, they got up early, they had to plan everything, then they forgot something, (laughs) then they had to be somewhere else, then they had to organize, and it's all the stress, right? And you can see it on their faces before the event starts, and then you get to the point in the evening where it's just the music, and they can just have fun, and you see all of the stress of the day, you see all of the pain, whatever that might be that's going on that they had either before or during the event earlier, and it all just goes away and it's like, yeah, we're doing earth, wind, and fire out on, you know, we're remembering <laughs> the 21st night of September. Yeah. Let's do it. And it's and it's people that are 60 plus, and it's people that are 20, and everything in between who are just like, it's a great song. Join me for a good time because I'm here on the dance floor. Yeah. Well said. Now, with the, uh, the the different events that you do, you come to these things with your own experiences in life. You know, you've gone through the heartaches and the songs that go with it or the, uh, you know, the, the motivational kind of stuff, your own favorite music. And I'm going to ask you about mm-hmm. that, by the way. I'm going to ask, well, let's do it right okay. now. What, what would you say if you, aside from any of the rest of the music you play, if it's just Richie T kicking back on a Saturday or whatever, and you just want to play some music. What's your go-to music? You know, I can't just answer that. And so I think you knew that that was coming. No, I didn't. But it really is. <laughs> yeah. It really is. So it is so mood specific. Growing up, yeah. when I was like 13 to 17, I listened to the oldies station in town. And man, if I just want to just, you know, feel like that nostalgic feeling i'll turn on anything from the 50s and 60s and sing every single lyric because i listened probably six seven eight hours a day to those radio stations that played that kind of so music you did. right so you, but if yeah, i as, as a youngster then you're listening to the oldies station yes That's cool. yes yeah. but then but then i got kind of this little country fix for a little bit country and Richie. i thought okay that yeah yes yes <laughs> hey y'all yeah. those pants those pants don't fit anymore but uh you know, there, there's something very, like, earthy and, and Americana, and if I'm feeling that kind of thing, um, there is even occasion where I just, I don't want lyrics, and I just want to be able to feel the music. And, and so, though not as much, um, there are times that I get in a mood to listen to jazz or, uh, you know... Uh, Classical, that was the word I was trying to sure. remember in my mind. Classical music to be able to just focus on the, the harmonies or focus on the rhythm of the music and not have to worry about some other message, but just be able to feel it. I, I honestly am one of those, and I feel like everyone says this, but I am one that I can listen to anything, but it so much depends on either what's going on in my head or what's going on in my heart in that moment. Now, I have to admit that I do know this about you, and you have a lot of respect for me for this. You are amazing at remembering a lyric of a song from from all different generations, and and so so I believe you that you really do like those music, those songs where where you'll go okay um, name who did this or you know name that tune any of those kinds of things. I I am amazed that you can go to just kind of any genre and just about any decade, and you can you can nail the song. Is that just because you've had to play them so often or? you really do know that much about them. I think it's because I, I 
I, I mean, maybe from just playing all those different songs and different events, but it really was a thing. I think it, it, it's just memories from when I was younger, especially like your 50s, 60s and early 70s till about 76 or 77. Then I drop out and I pick up late 80s. There's there is about an eight or nine year span that uh, that I fall out on just because I don't know, you, just because just cause you don't do disco. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, I <laughs> no, you got to do, do disco. disco. Yeah, you, know, you, yeah, yeah, you trust you play the beat. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. But um, I really my my dad and I. We used to play a game on the radio where we would flip to any station and the song would play and it was a race to be able to uh, name either the title or be able to sing the chorus of the song. And so what a good it would dad. Be, what a good dad. Oh my god. Right? It would be it would be two it would be two seconds into the and song and he's like, and after every number they pass the oh, hat. Man. And I'm like, Oh, how dare you? Mama's and the papas, how dare you? You know? And just some of the best memories yeah. of just laughing and singing and, and so I guess, you know, I connect to music that way with whatever the experience is, both happy or sad. Sure. It helps me to, to remember, you know, who I am, where I've been, and, and I guess in, in an ethereal or, uh, you know, um, philosophical way, yeah. where I'm going oh, yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. tell me, when, how long has it been that you, like, what, do you remember the year that you first did an event at Daybreak? You know, I don't. I knew that you were going to ask me this, but I... <laughs> Stumped you. But... but I I want to say probably it was 2015 or so, okay. and I remember um, Dan, who I think yeah. uh, is the is the the guy in charge of all the events that happen in Daybreak. Dan Rogers, uh, check man. it out at, yep. at LiveDaybreak.com, everyone, for what's going on in the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Soon. I think he and I got connected somehow. And I came out and just had a great time. And he had a great time. He said, how would you like to do this more often? And I said, how often are we talking? He said, a dozen, maybe 14 times a year. I said, I'm in. Let's do it. And, you know, it's been it's been a working, loving relationship since. Oh, that's fantastic. 14 times a year. So I'm missing a few of these events. I better get on your calendar so I can get out to all of them. Name me just a few of the, you, you, you mentioned a few of them, but can we go through a few of the, the different kinds of events that you play here? Sure, sure. So uh, on these are, you know, these are on an average sure. year. Which, um, which it has not COVID. been. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what's happened, but for some reason, no one has been calling me for events. Really? I, it's weird. Uh, so uh, there's typically a father-daughter um, uh, event, and that's earlier in the year. There's either like a prom, kind of like an adult dance, or like a teen dance that sometimes Daybreak does, or like a mother-son. Um, typically, there's something around Easter, an Easter egg hunt, an extravaganza, uh, something, you know, celebration with that. There is... The um, uh, Butterfly Festival is not what it's called. The Ladybug, Ladybug. Festival. There, we go. there it yep. is. Uh, and then we get into June, and that gives us the uh, Millie Princess Festival. And um, last, uh, I guess two years ago now, two years ago this summer, we did the Bollywood Festival there in, uh, in Daybreak. That was really, really cool. They had some amazing performers that came out and did that. Um, there is Fizz Fest, and there's been sometimes one night, sometimes two nights of that. There is uh, something with Halloween. There is typically the uh, Raise the Woof. There is also, um, um, 
I'm missing something in October that's not coming to me, then <laughs> we make our way towards uh, Christmas time and New Year's, and we usually do a New Year's Eve. And there's fill-in a- uh, activities along the way, especially if Dan, who, for my money, is one of the most creative people uh, for events and willing to try anything, where he gets kind of a crazy hair and goes, what about this? And I go, you bet. I can I can play songs to that. Let's figure something out. That is, I'm actually amazed. As I was asking you that, I thought, oh, I put him on the spot. He's not going to be able to remember all that. But you did, man. <laughs> you you went right through the calendar. So try harder, Don. <laughs> okay, I can tell. I got to raise the bar on this one. Um, tell me, in all of those events, do you have a? And I ask this of a lot of people that come on the Radio Daybreak show. Do you have a Daybreak story? Do you have an, a, a moment or something where uh, it just really stands out, where maybe somebody was touched by what you were doing or, or just something that, that kind of is unique that you found at Daybreak that maybe you wouldn't, you wouldn't have seen at some other, some other venue? Well, I mean, overall, the coming together of community, I am constantly astounded as to how much uh, people come together, come to these events, that they know each other, that people are willing to participate, especially, like I say, some of these events, you're like, is anyone going to dress up for this? Is anyone going to bring their dog for that? Is anyone, you know, and people just come. They do. They want to support. They want to connect. They, it's a, it, the neighborhood just fosters uh, a feeling of connection. So that would be like my overall daybreak story. But... Having the opportunity to uh, be a participant in the Millie Princess Run, um, Millie, for people who don't know, was a young girl who who died of um, cancer. And the way that this uh, event goes about is, I think they do a 5K and they they crown a a prince and a princess of this run. Um, every year and these are people who are being treated for cancers and it's a big hoopla they have all the disney princesses and princesses and marvel superheroes and all this stuff and like you know for the day the family of these kids who you know they're stressed you know they've been to appointment 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 they're worried about their kids they just know that the community of daybreak is going to take care of their most sweet and precious possession which is their kids and they raise money and people just come out in droves and it it is it is both heartbreaking and heartwarming to see the community of daybreak come out for that and then one step further millie is a really great friend of mine from high school's daughter so to have that personal connection with him and then subsequently to her it, it it is both meaningful and impactful, and, and I'm honored to be able to be a part of that year after year. That is a sweet story. I appreciate you being part of that too, Richie, because it is. It, it's a great event, and, and that is part of the heart of what you find here at Daybreak is, is people that uh, come together, uh, again, from all diff- different walks of life and diverse lifestyles, and, and we all come together to, to do good around here. So it's great to have you as part of that. Richie T, we're going to have well, you move you. here. I, I, this is, you know, often we're talking to our, our Daybreak residents who are also doing things here. You're not a Daybreak resident, but we'll adopt you, Richie. We'll, we'll bring you here, man. Well, uh, I mean, there have been times that I have spent the night preparing yeah. uh, for a Daybreak event. So I stay up super late, and in my heart, I'm in Daybreak. Yeah. And then the next day, I spend the entire day. So, so I would say you, part-time residency. <laughs> I don't know if I can claim that on my taxes, no. but at least part-time residency. You have lived in Daybreak, then, I can tell. Uh, now, you do events not just in Utah, but you, you 
do weddings and things across the nation. You travel sometimes for some of these events and, and you do events for some VIPs. Can you, are you allowed to, is there client privilege here that you have to keep a secret on who you've done some things for? Can you tell us any how, how, of those stories? How pretentious is it that I actually can't tell you? <laughs> <laughs> there, That's so there, pretentious. Seriously, I feel like I feel so schnobbish, hey. but um, there have been a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I can t- I can speak around one. Um, just I just can't say what their name rhymes with. For. Just make it rhyme. Yeah. No, it rhymes with <laughs> Monschfuschlein. I don't know. Uh, where what happened was, and this will sound just insane to people, yeah. but I swear happened. Yeah. Um, I I was hired. Uh, I knew that it would be for someone um, that I wasn't allowed to talk about. They asked me to sign a thing, and then I was blindfolded. No way. My, yeah, my equipment was loaded in, and they made sure that I could, in fact, not see so that I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I was at, and then there at, at the event, I just played music. It was just a, a house party for folks, and then when I got done, sure enough, the blindfold went back on. <laughs> the, the equipment went back into the car or into the van, and then I was driven away from it, and it was probably a 30- or 45-minute van ride, but it was... It was a blast. I bet. It was the strangest experience ever. Um, they they had to pay me a little extra because I was like, okay, is this where I get killed? <laughs> nope. It was legitimate, uh, just a, a party that they didn't want me to know where I was and that I'm not allowed to tell you who it was for. Wow. I, I'm sure at some point, yeah, you're thinking, okay, first of all, they blindfold me. Now my equipment's going to be stolen and I'll be dumped in yeah. a river. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. If anyone wonders, I loved you all. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Man, that is crazy. So um, the uh, all of these things that we've been talking about, you alluded to this earlier, 2020 threw a bit of a wrench at all these kinds of events. COVID-19 has been really a tough thing on the entertainment industry, and especially this kind of thing, getting out in crowds, getting out and performing and playing you know for events and things like that we've had to rethink in many ways a lot of these events has that uh, impacted your business that way absolutely like i as we're in this golden time of of uh, taxes you know you you finally get a real picture of what the year looked like and and how um the virus that is covid 19 impacted your bottom line and you go whoa well the the number in in 2019 was much different than it was from 2020. interesting how and, it's different um, yes yeah it gave me an opportunity, as you mentioned, sort of at the very top of this, you know, I am someone who sort of runs and guns and runs and runs and runs and then guns and guns and guns. And to have all of those things shut down, um, not even be an option, uh, it, it it helps refocus for me, first of all, the things that are most important. And second of all, why I love doing it so much, being with crowds of people, being able to entertain them, helping them you know, shed whatever worries for the day that they might have or, you know, craft that perfect, most important day that they ever have. It really helped me in a real quick hurry uh, realize why it is that I love what I do. But certainly the financial impact is, you know, I wouldn't say devastating because I have, you know, a a full-time job and means of income. But as far as, you know, 2019 versus 2020, there's, there is no comparison. Mm. Are there creative kinds of things you've had to do to 
uh, where you can still create the fun of a party, but what i guess it's the distancing the masks what what do you do i mean there there were certainly still some people that wanted to get together when the weather was warm enough i found myself doing some of those things being very careful um you know because they were outdoors and as we understood it the um the potential to catch covid was is far less in well ventilated or outside areas so you do some of that and you know i have friends who have moved into the online space and you know hosting online parties or mixing and you know people being able to pay via a twitch channel or a zoom or you know doing those kind of things that wasn't a thing that i pivoted into i um I looked at 2020 by about April of 2020 and said, you know what? I've been meaning to get my sort of a podcast consulting and producing and, and my own personal podcast. I've been meaning to put a little more attention here. So I leaned into that. But plenty of people found ways that they could entertain online or at a, a social distance so that they could continue to party. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about some of that podcast business that, that you are very involved in. Uh, first of all, you have, well, how many, I, I know of one podcast, it's the Cultural Hall. That, that's kind of your signature podcast, right? Yeah, so the Cultural Hall is uh, something I've been doing over a decade now, uh, so I was very early into the game of podcasting. It is a place for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and non-members where we just talk about what's going on in the church, whether it's uh, the latest rip from the headlines, um, tragedy or scandal or heartwarming spiritual guidance kind of thing. We run the gamut, and there's not anything that we wouldn't talk about in the cultural hall and and so that's one and, and what i love about that the the title is that the cultural hall is in in lds chapels you know you've got your chapel in the very sacred places and then you got your gymnasium <laughs> that they call the cultural hall where some pretty yeah, raucous yeah. basketball games can happen and uh, you know you've got it's kind of the the fun side of going getting into the building so that's that's yeah. kind of what your uh, the podcast is as well, right? Yeah, anything goes in the cultural hall, yeah. and uh, occasionally, though I'm not admitting this, occasionally, just like during a church ball game, a swear or two may fly, but never by me. Not by you. They're just they're, no, never by you're me. The one that does not occur. You're for the me. one that throws the folding chair, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm the one who takes it very seriously and thinks that it's the NBA. Okay. Good. Yep. Good. Good. Um, and, and so you, know, you were saying some of the other podcasts. So uh, then I work with uh, a, a couple of podcasts right now that are actually charting really well. Um, there is a well-known therapist here, certainly in the state of Utah, but in the Intermountain West. Her name is Julie Hanks. I've been working with her for a couple months. I've been bothering her for a couple years. <laughs> uh, her podcast is called Ask Dr. Julie Hanks. It's just a question-answer therapy session. And uh, that's in the top 100 in her category, which is a huge accomplishment with over a million podcasts. Nice. Um, I also do podcasts for uh, Deseret News, uh, a BYU, a University of Utah, and sort of a thought leadership um, podcast for the newspaper, or I guess I should say the news, because they don't have a paper no anymore. No paper involved, yeah. Um, uh, and then I take on individual clients who want to try something out. Um, I met just this afternoon with uh, a lawyer who she wants to do a thing similar to the Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, but it's all law-associated questions, and... And I've done, um, you know, nerd or, or geeky um, podcasts. I've helped people get them, uh, you know, on 
on their feet and be able to start publishing them. Some people just need the encouragement. Other people need uh, their thoughts wrangled and, and other people need me to be with them every step of the way. And, and I do that too. Oh, that's cool. Do you also coach them on the technical side? Cause there's the overall, how, uh, kind of how to get your thoughts together, but then there's a lot of technical involved in podcast. Do you, do you help them with that too? I do. I absolutely do. And a lot of people really appreciate that because um, some people would look to not take advantage, but I mean, that's how you can charge people money. If you have a skill and you are the only one that they know that does that, then they keep coming back. I really kind of apply that, uh, teach them to fish and then let them fish for themselves. Very cool. As far as podcasting goes. Yeah. Cool. Richie T. We're talking to Richie T. Stedman, the best DJ in Utah. Uh, but even more important, the designated DJ here at daybreak. Um, how do people get in touch with you then if they want help on podcasts or whatever, or to hire you for a DJ job, what, uh, what's the best way for them to reach you? Well, I would say two things. First of all, for DJ stuff, it's bestdjinutah.com. Uh, that's not a joke. <laughs> I didn't win an award, but I did go to godaddy.com and buy that. So bestdjinutah.com. Uh, and then any social media, I'm at Richie T. Stedman, R-I-C-H-I-E T. Stedman. And I respond to any messages that people might reach out to me there. Fantastic. Richie T., uh, you, go, you want to leave us with uh, a song lyric to, to uh, you know, send us on our way? Anything, uh, great wisdom from the annals of all the, the best music that you play? If you can give us some advice in, in a song lyric, what would that be? What would you think if you sang, if I sang out, of out of tune? I wouldn't stand up and walk out you, on you. You would stand up and walk out on me? <laughs> lend me your well, ear. Lend me your ear, and I'll sing you a song, and I'll try not to sing out a key. Guys, we're going to make it through with a little help of a help um, from our friends, because you know what? We get by with a little help from our friends. So You got it. Uh, that's how that's how we'll make it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic, Richie T. It's been a pleasure talking with you. We uh, we will be looking for you at the next event here in Daybreak, in whatever form it happens, virtually, uh, at a distance, or hopefully as this thing winds down with uh, more in-person and crowded fun venues. Uh, Richie, it's it's a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure to talk with you too. So look for Richie T at the next Live Daybreak event, and if you want, you can get in touch with him at bestdjinutah.com. Radio Daybreak is a production of Live Daybreak. Robert Stroud is executive producer. Zigzag was written and performed by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. And if you want to know more about the Radio Daybreak podcast, go online to mydaybreak.com slash live for details and links. The podcast is under the About Live Daybreak heading there on the top menu. Check out our past Radio Daybreak podcasts on any of your favorite podcast platforms. You should be able to get the Radio Daybreak podcast in more places than ever. Places like Spotify, Amazon Music, as well as all your other favorite services like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Daybreaks everywhere. Tell your friends and subscribe to get all the latest Daybreak news. Now, if you have any topics you want us to cover on Radio Daybreak, get in touch with us at information at livedaybreak.com. And join us again for another edition of Radio Daybreak. My name is Don Shaline.